0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Tuesday, February 8th, and you are listening to the 24 7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. I'm your host, and I'm joined by Matt Preem. He is an insider over at Duck Territory, the Oregon site. On our twenty-four-seven sports network, and we're here to continue our coach series. It's a a kind of a look at the first-year head coaches. There's been such a a a whirlwind and, and and so many moves in the coaching world, and what better way to break it all down and and kind of divide things up than than by going one by one? And we're we're gonna take a look at Oregon this time around. Dan Lanning taking over for Mario Cristobal and, and Matt. It, it took a while. For For this announcement to happen, I know Oregon had a a couple of different things in the fire and they were working on on certain things. There was even the rumor that perhaps they were going to run it back with Chip Kelly. But Dan Lanning arrives in Eugene after helping Georgia win a national championship. And obviously, that vaunted defense, he's hoping to bring it over to, to Eugene. What's been your first impression of Dan Lanning as a recruiter?
1: He and his coaching staff have done a remarkable job of quickly getting into Eugene and bringing some of the best players across the country for the junior class, the 2023s, which I guess are now the seniors in on our world, um, for unofficial visits. You look at this staff and there are some guys that have ties to West Coast. You know, Adrian Clem, Tosh Lupoy, Junior Adams, uh, Demetrius Martin. It's not a full staff where every single guy has 10 plus years of being on the West Coast. Um, There's only a couple of them. And Landing specifically really hasn't recruited the West Coast hard. And yet they were able to get a lot of the top seven on seven teams, multiple five-star recruits, four-star guys, top players in the state of Oregon, top players in the state of Washington, three straight weeks in January to come down to Eugene or fly up to Eugene for unofficial visits on their own dime. I I, I was pretty impressed with just the, the sheer star power they were able to to get on campus. I think the number was three or four. My mind's all jumbled here a little bit, but it, I think it's for sure three five-stars were on campus in three weeks, two of them, or all three of them on, on, the, on, on campus at the same time. Um, and yeah, it'd be four, because Jaden Wayne was also here. So he, he had four five-star recruits in the 2023 class roll through campus in three weeks.
0: You know you know what's interesting to me is that in in a sense we had already Chalked up or or marked it down that Mario Cristobal was the best head coaching recruiter out west, okay. right? Like I don't think there was ever any serious debate. Uh, obviously when Lincoln Riley arrived from Oklahoma at at USC, then it became kind of a, a question, right? Like is is Lincoln gonna be uh, able to to maybe overtake or to kind of change things up? And and obviously Mario is now at Miami. Uh, but I think what Dan Lanning has done, and, and you touch on it. There, there surrounding himself, with the assistant coaches that so that have so many ties out west that have a lot of reputation out west and have the energy to match what Mario Cristobal and, and those old coaches were able to bring to Eugene I haven't really seen much of a drop off in the you know month and a half two months uh, in terms of the effort and the energy and obviously getting a commitment early, already early on in the 2023 class on New Year's Day from Cole Martin a four-star corner, one of the best defensive backs in the country and and the son of new defensive backs coach Demetrius Martin. Um, And I think when, when you're, talking to recruits, I don't see a lot changing, right? Like we were always curious if the guard was going to change. And, and obviously Lincoln Riley has brought a lot of buzz to the West coast and, and, and hoping to revive what USC can be as a recruiting power. But I don't think we can sleep on Oregon being a contender to, for that number one spot in the PAC 12 again. Yeah.
1: No, there's certainly some questions of this staff and their age because they're all pretty much young guys. Lanning's 35, Dillingham is 31, he's the OC. I think Tosh is 40 years old as the defensive coordinator. Obviously, there are some older coaches. Um, Clem's been around for a while, Martin's been around for a, a while, Joe Lorg's been around for a while but you didn't, you know, you've got a young staff. And so there's going to be coach, you know, there's going to be questions from just, are they experienced enough at this level from an on-field perspective? But it kind of flips itself from a recruiting perspective. I talked to a lot of recruits the last three weeks uh, that brought up the fact that Mario Cristobal is energetic. He connects with players. He, he, there's no, there's no doubting his recruiting chops, but it felt more like a, a, a dad son type relationship where, with landing, multiple recruits have brought up that this staff feels more like big brother little brother situation, and they have a, a different connection with this coaching staff. And I, I think recruiting is a young man's game, and it can be a, a a really grinding process on you to be on the road all the time. The the effort that goes into recruiting at a hard you know that hard for that long. I'm with you. I I think the staff, I don't know if they're going to, if the expectation is safe to say top five, top six, top seven every single year. But I think the expectation should be that they have probably two top 10 finishes in a five year cycle.
0: Yeah, I could see that for sure. And, you know, coming off of three consecutive Pac-12 recruiting crowns, and I think having built the reputation uh, as Oregon in terms of being an institution, right, and not being just what the coach is or what the coach was, I think now Oregon has firmly established itself as a brand, right? Like before recruits used to say, oh, the uniforms are awesome and they have so many combinations and the facilities are modern and everything's nice up there. And, and, yada 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 right like that was the that was what we were here from recruits now they talk about hoping to get the program back to rose bowls and the pac 12 championship game and potentially competing for a college football playoff spot i think oregon has now firmly been in the minds of recruits as a different entity aside from just the flash and the glitz and the glamour and the colors and, and all the chrome and all that sort of stuff that we used to talk about i know dan lanning and in, in, in speaking to a couple recruits that were on campus already ready to meet with him i think he's trying to sell this new vision of turning oregon into a defensive-minded team and i know in the past the defense has been maybe a question mark or or maybe a downfall especially during the chip kelly era uh because the offense was so prolific and and I mean, who could really blame the defense? They weren't giving, uh, the, you know, that offense wasn't giving the defense a lot of time to 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 be on the bench and, and get some rest because that offense was was a blur, as they called it. But I, I think Dan Lanning and his whole pitch right now is to turn Oregon defensively into what we saw out of Georgia in yeah. the last couple of years. Have you heard that from coaches and do you think that's going to be realistic given, you know, obviously the the type of prospect that he's going to be able to recruit?
1: I, I think he's, that's just kind of the natural progression of where this program has been heading. Uh, and it would be kind of silly to go away from that especially with dealing uh, especially with landing being an, a defensive minded coach but all their best players I personally think starting at the top are on defense Noah Sewell obviously is the number one guy Brandon Dorless is a future NFL player at, at a defensive line position Justin Flo, when healthy uh, is one of the best linebackers out west they've done a really good job of loading up the d line with some good talent they have three of the four top interior defensive linemen in 2021 returning next season. And that's in the Pac-12, not just on Oregon's roster. Uh, Three of the top four interior defensive linemen in the Pac-12 are on Oregon's roster next season. Um, That's pretty crazy. And then defensively, you just look at who they could go out and target um, in future classes. And uh, yeah, I kind of think that's where things are going. I think Oregon's defense – in 2019 was one of the best defenses in school history and one of the best in the, in the country um and that should that should be the, the 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 bar that you set you you can have an elite defense out west and uh, that team was made up of mostly west coast players um there were a couple guys in the south sprinkled in um and that's what Lanning's going to continue to do but i i think you can build a defense that's one of, not I'm not gonna say the best, but one of the best defenses nationally and do it with predominantly West Coast players.
0: We're talking Oregon and Dan Landing. More with Matt Prim here after the break. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount. What we'll brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down!
0: Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the South Side.
1: Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com the shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto news. Restrictions apply.
0: Welcome back to the twenty four seven sports football recruiting podcast. As we continue our conversation on the Oregon Ducks and first year head coach Dan Landing as a recruiter, and it's not just going to be Landing, obviously as a, a star studded class or a star studded group of coaches. Uh, pardon me, and 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 I know that the, this team and and this program continues to be on an upward trajectory and and i think is one of the viable contenders to help pac-12 break into the college football playoff again and and kind of maybe help uh the, the pac-12 gain some national recognition i know you know the burden has fallen on on a, on a program like oregon right matt and a program like utah with usc being kind yeah. of in a, a, you know what they say is sleeping giant out west and, and not i guess being the traditional power that we've been accustomed to seeing uscb um and i think they have become a national brand you touched on them being able to you know pluck and recruit and and being able to target prospects out west but i think now oregon can go into the state of georgia they can go Go out out to to florida Florida. they can go to texas they can go uh to to some of these bigger states with a a lot of talent and win uh, uh, their share of recruiting battles and and you know in, in a way they're able to i think compete with with you know some of the the big names out there, right? They're in they're in competitions against the AMs and the Alabamas and the Georgias and the Ohio states of the world. Uh is there anything unique that Oregon is doing right now to potentially sway recruits to get up to, to the Pacific Northwest?
1: I, I think just the, the overarching theme is Mario started it and I anticipate landing to continue the trend. And it's simply just putting forth the effort to go out and Try to to land guys in regions outside the Pac-12 footprint. Chip Kelly was very hesitant to recruit in general. He had a couple areas um, where he had some success nationally, but and he had some big names that you know five stars that signed with with Oregon. But most most often than not, he didn't really branch out very far. Helfrich, you know, same deal. They had a couple guys here and there from outside the footprint, but it wasn't common where a third or half the class would come from outside the Pac-12 footprint. Mario showed that, and I I think Landing has continued it, where it's literally just the effort. Um, There's a lot of guys that want to to hear from Oregon. There's a lot of guys that have interest um, in coming to Oregon that are from Texas, that are from Georgia, Florida. We still hear all the time about players – from the state of Florida that say, oh, De'Anthony Thomas was one of my favorite players, you know, when I was a little kid watching college football, or I still watch Marcus Mariota highlights. Oregon never really tapped into that very well when they were led by Chip Kelly and Mark Helfrich. And so I, I think that it's kind of a simple answer, but it's literally just the effort. It's a risk, no doubt about it. You, you're, you know, if you have a coaching change, like we've seen, you're going to see guys quickly flip schools closer to home. And it doesn't even take a coaching change for that to happen. But I think that's been the biggest thing is just trying harder and spending more of your time and your resources where quite frankly, we're talking certain positions. That's where the best players are at anyways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think right now, you know, Oregon, has you uh, know, in, in a way, uh, a blank canvas in the era of name, image, and likeness. In the past, you know, the, there was obviously the the kind of the cloud hanging over the program of knowing that they're the marquee Nike program, right? Like they're getting yeah. kind of a special uniform, they're getting, uh, you know, I, I think, a lot of different player edition looks and and new Jordans and new Nikes and and all that sort of stuff. And now when players are trying to build their brand, this, I think, becomes a a factor. And this becomes a thing that that recruits uh, pay attention to once again. I know that they have some unique name, image, and likeness possibilities in Eugene. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what certain recruits get to experience once they get up there for visits.
1: There's a company called Division Street, and every university's got their version of this. It's alumni and former athletes that are working with current athletes to get them brand deals and get them sponsorships and what have you. It just happens that Oregon's alumni includes Phil Knight and Tinker Hatfield. Phil Knight founded Nike, Tinker Hatfield designed almost all the Jordans.
0: Uncle, um, Uncle Phil, as, as some, <laughs> some call them.
1: And they they are part of this division street. And they have this company has bought an Airbnb home that's uh, in Eugene and they've swagged it out with an Oregon theme and U of O athletes, they all, it's a rotation here and, um, they get their opportunity to kind of design the home and their vision. And then, the general public can go and stay at this home. It's, um, it's on Airbnb. You can, you can find it. I've looked at it. Uh, I've looked at the dates um, and see what are available. And some unofficial recruits in the 2023 recruiting class and the 2024 class last couple weekends ago, they stayed in that home. And I, I think that's it, it. This is one of those moves where it, it's, it's all legal. And there is so much interest season to this where, The recruits are surrounded by Oregon swag, surrounded by just the the brand of Oregon football. They get to see a potential opportunity for what they could get if they come to Oregon and and play well, because everything in that house was designed by Noah Sewell. Um, His image is all over the place. Um, And then on top of that, because it was a live period, Oregon's coaches were at that home doing some recruiting while these recruits were there. Um, the recruits had to pay for the home. That's the biggest thing to, to stay there. But there was a big group of them, and I'm, I'm sure they just chopped it up and, and to stay at that house. It, it's it's certainly an interesting dynamic. It's one that that I think is outside the box and is pretty unique. And then another one that's recently come up too is uh, Oregon's player edition shoes. They're all you know, sneakerheads pay insane amounts for those shoes when they're off chance they hit the public market um, the secondary market. StockX has reached an agreement with division street. And when Oregon gets player edition shoes, they will now sometimes release like a hundred pair, uh, for the general public to bid on and to purchase as well. And all that money goes directly to the football team, or if it's the basketball team, that's getting the shoes, the basketball team, the football team did it earlier this year. Um, it raised, I think, over $100,000 and all 85 scholarship players got some of that, got all of that money divvied up.
0: Yeah. And, and it's not even that layer, right? Like if you think past that, you, you think, okay, the, this shoe that becomes very exclusive and becomes a commodity of sorts, right? Like it, you want it if you're if you're what 17 16 18 years old if there's no way for you to buy it on stock at stockx or wherever you're going to buy a shoe right a secondary market or, or find a way to get, to have it the, the next best way to get it is to commit to Oregon play football and go get the shoe right like <laughs> like that that's that i think that's the gist of it right like they're they're building so much buzz around certain products and and even that airbnb right like imagine dan lanning's pitch to recruits that are staying at the house you know in, in 2 3 Years when you're here, we're going to have a house down the other street and it's going to have your name all over it. And it's going to have your jerseys hanging on the wall and the shoes that you designed and and all that. So I think there's a lot there. That Oregon can work with, and and it's very innovative, and I don't really see that happening uh, at other places. You know, you have the deals of you know with the chicken, you know the chicken meals, and yeah. uh, you know things like that. But I think this is very unique to a brand building type of, of recruiting pitch uh, that I think Oregon uh, they may be onto something there. It's going to be really interesting to, to ask recruits what it's like once they're able to get back on campus after the dead period closes, and uh, obviously heading into the summer to to kind of hear the feedback on. On things like that. Before we go, Matt, I did want to ask you, uh, Mario Cristobal and, and even, you know, even Willie Taggart before him had had started to build a recruiting calendar that was pretty consistent, right? With the junior days and the big on-campus visits and the monster summer event called Saturday Night Lights under the lights at Austin Stadium. Do you envision Things happening in, in that sort of sequence still, do you think that Oregon will continue to uh, kind of be a must stop for some of the top prospects?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, I don't know if it will be 100% copied and pasted over into the Dan Lanning year. I'm sure he would want to make his own spin on it. I mean, it, um, what do they keep, Do they
0: still check for plagiarism in college? I don't remember. <laughs> what was that thing you had to submit your paper to? I, I forget, but there was a plagiarism uh, kind of uh, you know process there, right?
1: <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, but in sports, we know everyone copies everybody. I would be shocked if they didn't continue it because Willie Taggart started it. Cristobal continued it and it's turned into the marquee West Coast event out West uh, and, and under Cristobal. And it's always in late July, right before fall camp starts. I've always been impressed by the, the amount of talent that Cristobal was able to get to Eugene and um, ultimately that's kind of to your back to your question about recruiting the South. That's kind of what it's going to fall on for Dan Lanning. It's just, can you devote the time and the resources to convince your, your guys that are the seniors to maybe use an official visit? Cause you can do that at that time. Uh, and then more importantly, try and convince a lot of your recruits to unofficially visit and pay their own way that weekend just before everyone's season starts, but uh, I would be blown away if they didn't continue this in some form. It would just be a colossal mistake if they didn't.
0: Yeah, Oregon going to be one of the programs to monitor in the coming months heading into the spring evaluation period and the summer as Dan Lanning begins his era there. And and it's going to be very interesting to see how they tackle recruiting Matt Preem, covering it all over at Duck Territory, the Oregon side on the 24-7 Sports Network. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. All right, that is Matt Preem. I am Blair Angulo, and our for, for, for our producer, Lance Glenn. Thank you so much for listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.